Welcome to another episode of Masters of Banter. What's up, what's up, guys? It's been a couple of weeks. Glad to be back with you. Yeah, man, episode 21. I think I should probably turn my phone off so you see me a little out of practice. Booyah. That's done now. Got the vibrate on the table. Sorry about that. I am Mike Lake. And I am John Michael. We're here with you. Uh, we took a little bit of a break between the two weeks. We're still uh, getting things back in order with Ship Division Media. February is our, I guess you could say, official launch, launch day for 2017. Yep. Uh, we're going to have new blogs posted. All the podcasts are going to be on time. And mm-hmm. we're going to have some special stuff going on with Art Aliens again in the month of February. Cannot wait. We always have a good time with those guys. So I'm anxious to see what we got coming so, this week. Oh, yep, month. yep. Excuse me, this month. Yep, but uh, to kick off the banter, I know that we were going to discuss a few things of mine this week. This will post this week, right? Yeah, so this uh, will post this week. Yeah. And this week is Gasparilla in Tampa. The invasion of the pirates, if you will. Yes. Uh, for those who don't know, Tampa, Florida has a yearly tra- uh, tradition, annual. It's like a holiday. It's like Mardi Gras. I don't know. Right? You, isn't it after that? You call it what you want. Yearly, we have this thing where uh, they commemorate the invasion of the pirates. I'm, I'm guessing this really happened. Mm-hmm. I probably should know more about that being a Tampa native, but um, the... Uh, invasion of the pirates is symbolized with a party um, that spans usually about three weeks where they have a children's parade. They have a normal Gaspar, like Gasparilla parade uh, where they throw beads and shoot cannons and they have these simulated boats. And actually, right mm-hmm. out in the Bay Alpha Bay Shore, there's a bunch of actual boats. Yeah. And um, then they cap it off with a night parade. So it's, it's like an extended Mardi Gras, if you will. Yep. Um, but the fun is in the drinking, so that's what I'm going for, and, yeah. and I've been doing it for many years. How about you? Uh, I am. I'm going to try the tricky thing of going out Uh-oh. in the afternoon and then trying to go out in the evening at the same time. So I've, <laughs> like, I have friends coming in town, so I'm going to try to like hang out with them in the afternoon and um, spend time with them, and then at the same time try to go out that evening it's gonna it's it's, 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 it's kind of like running a marathon it's something that i really we feel like if you're able to do back. it i feel like if you're able to do it you really uh you've accomplished something you, great. Should, you should get like a medal and, and a shirt yeah that said i i did it i did it and i i, I didn't fall asleep in front of burger fi okay <laughs> like i made it i made it and sustained consciousness the yeah. whole time gasparilla day parade and the night festivities that follow thereafter People come from all around. It's a big, big celebration. I'm super excited. Yeah, if you it's haven't our been to, Mardi Gras. Yeah, if you haven't been to Tampa, it is. It is the equivalent of our Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. I would even say, I wouldn't say it, it's in no way not it doesn't, bigger as far as crowd volume or anything like that. I would say like the amount of space for, might for be the bigger. Space like that I, we like have. it like it's yeah. a long distance. It's like from the middle of downtown all the way down Bayshore. Down Bayshore. It, down it cuts off of Gandhi. the green maps that Uber shot out of where you can actually get picked up from and where you can't. Were pretty. I should pretty probably impressive. check that. Yeah. I didn't think that. Um, I feel like Uber's a myth in the in any period, like the inauguration, <laughs> Macy's Day Parade, like th- those things. Don't imagine it's happening. Just There's walk. so much cell, cell phone density. Ooh. There's so many people trying to get Uber. Last year, I tried to get Uber prices. to the point my phone died. And ended up walking yeah. like, to get to my car. Like, That's oh, what usually ends up happening. I, I I try to park somewhere in a general vicinity, so like you know within a five mile radius where I know I can walk it after all that partying. And, mm-hmm. By the time you get to your car, you're pretty much sober anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you just pretty much drive, get something to eat, and then go from there. Uh, I don't know what my plans are this year. I potentially might have to work, but uh, that's still up in the air, but we'll see. 
I, I definitely I'm partaking in the festivities. I'm a Tampa native, so that's what's happening. Yeah, and if you're not from Universe. if you're not from here, it's definitely something you should come and do. Um, it's something. There's a lot of really cool house parties. There's a lot of stuff that goes right on I mean, Bayshore. It's it's really it's a holiday for the city. And um, they bring even, though it's, trucks, even though it's food, Saturday, food but, trucks yeah. and all that stuff, you get oh, some yeah. street meat. <laughs> you just see GM's face. <laughs> I'm not. Meat? I'm not okay with that. I'm you don't just want not. Dude, even even without the connotation, Del, like Delia loves to go. When we go to New York, there's like the hot dog vendors <laughs> mm-hmm. and like the people that give out like the the chicken on a stick and like the pretzels and shit like that on the street. I never eat that. It's I'm, not my thing. I'm down for some and she's meat. like, I can't leave New York without getting some street meat. And I was like, Who the hell <laughs> says this? Like who those aren't those aren't words that people say. <laughs> no, but uh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Definitely looking forward to it. I, as you can tell, we're really excited. Yearly. I, I still got memories from the year where uh, God let Claude go. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> if you don't know Claude, you know it's it's he's a nice guy. He's been on the he's been on the pour up a few times. Yeah, so uh, on me, Claude. Listeners, you might him. know who Claude is. Um, Claude's a forsaken man. You know he he he, he was just. The Lord let him go, and we were, he, we were walking, and out of the blue, the boy just fell. He's like six five, not the the most graceful of characters. So when he fell, even his fall was clumsy. It was yeah, quite, it was. It was he fell weird. so slow. It, <laughs> he fell so slow. It was. Just, it was like that the the dramatic moment in like a, a asteroid film where you slowly see like the Eiffel Tower come yeah, down. That had to be easily be four years ago, right? It was a few years ago. Yeah, it was three, four years ago. Yeah, it was a few years ago. We had a we had a couple of interesting things happen that night. You know, you almost lost a phone. Uh, almost got thrown yeah, into oblivion. Yeah. My Note three was definitely almost a part of the wall, but we're <laughs> not going to talk about that. It was touch and go for a minute there. <laughs> oh man, I, prayers went up on that one. I, I was glad it didn't happen, but um, people got lost, people got found. We ended up having a very good time. Yeah, like, actually, it's it's interesting. There there are different ways of doing it. You know, there, my friend James says he does it the adult way. They like cook breakfast in the Your morning. JM, no James. Oh. James, my friend James. No, like what? No, my friend James says they do it the adult way. They have like their like breakfast laid out. It's kind of like tailgating. It's almost like they have breakfast. They chill. They eat mimosas, cool. uh, bloody marys. They go out to see the parade. They bloody come marys back in and do much. lunch. They go like back that. and watch the carnage, and then they come. You know, it's like yeah, the carnage is always fun. yeah. After the parade is Ooh. kind of similar. It's people, kind of like people watching Mardi Gras and the Purge gold. mixed together. Yeah. Yep. I, I turned down a road one time, and there was, like, smoke from, like, a smoke machine and horses riding at me. And I promised. I was like, I think the American Revolution's happening again. Like, there's battle, people on horses, just, like, bodies laying to the right and to the left of people just hammered. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on right now. Yeah, legit. They, they have private security. They hire extra-duty cops. And even the city supplies mad police force. They have so. private cops? They have, like... Uh, if you ever walk past any like of those... Delta Force? Yeah. Well, no. They, <laughs> they hire, like, the people to guard the mansion, so you can't... Oh, so drunk people won't pee on their lawn or whatever. Uh, like I said, it gets wild. It's a lot of fun. I wouldn't take my kid to the regular parade. They have a children's parade for a reason. And, and it's... you always see that random person with a oh, stroller. Yeah. I Honestly, not to judge my parents, but I used to go to the regular parade too. I mean, yeah. I guess it's all in what... Ooh, it's, shots fired. It's all in what Mr. you... Mr. and Mrs. Lake. <laughs> it's all in what you... They'll both be there. It's... <laughs> <laughs> and, and they were at the kids' parade last week. But um, it's all in what you allow your kids to see. It, it gets crazy. But if you get out of there before the craziness, I guess it's all good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Gasparilla, 2017. Masters of Banter will be out there. Yep. The whole shit division media team will be out there. Not working, Will Brandon be out there? We won't be out there working, but we'll be out there. I'm trying to think. Will Brandon be out there? Does he I don't know. I haven't talked to Brandon in a to get We need to get Brandon lined up. I know we've been talking to him about stuff going on in February. We need to find out if he's going. 
Gives him pl- plenty of random videos of Keister just running around doing stuff. Keister alone could be an event. Yeah. We should schedule that. But, Actually, um, it'd probably be as funny as if if Keister brought his daughter with him. And I, and my, oh, my God. I want to take her to the kids' parade. <laughs> kids, the kids' parade is cool. Me and Michelle went a few years back when we first started dating. And this was not intentional, but well, um, my parents always go because my dad has a, a stepdaughter who at the time was like, what were we talking, four years ago? She was about 12 okay and uh, my mom usually grabs my son and she takes him out there because she likes to just do stuff like that with him and they were both out there so what does mike think about the parade the kids parade he liked it okay uh, but he's kind of like me he's more or less indifferent like i get out to the parade and it's like yeah it's cool for about two floats and then you're like so this is all it is they so just throw beads at yeah I, I don't <laughs> and, and then you collect all these beads and then you, you do what with them like they just take up space in your house so my son's a lot like me. Mike, one day he'll learn. <laughs> this is the beads are currency. Oh yeah, you save them for the night parade, <laughs> which is exactly like Mardi Gras and Ebor. But I digress. In any case, it's a lot of fun. But the story I was telling. Have you ever been to the night parade? I've never been to the night parade. I have, and it's crazier than the day parade. Yeah, it literally I've is. Heard like some Mardi horror Gras. stories about the night parade. It can get wild. It, it can get pricey too. Really, but it's fun. It's, I, an, it's an experience you I can say this. I've never bought a drink at Gasparilla or the Night Parade. Like, at one of the vendors selling, like, beers on the street or anything. I've never. Well, at the Night Parade, you kind of have to because unless you pregame it like the Day Parade, it's kind of weird. It's, a, it's in a weird time. It, mm-hmm. it, it starts at, like, 9. So, like, what are you going to not drink? It's yeah. nighttime. You're around all these clubs and bars. So, uh, I think it's an experience you should have. If you mm-hmm. want to check it, I'll check it with you this year. Yeah. I mean, well, I think the Night Parade is probably different because the dynamic of... Uh, e-board changing too so yeah. it might be it might be a little different because I hear a lot of people that like to go to it nowadays that before people never wanted to go to that thing yeah e-board is wild man e-board is an animal and the as Bomani Jones likes to say <laughs> once you get to a certain amount of money you make per year you tend to stay away from the clubs that are 18 to dip oh, yeah. 21 to sip <laughs> yes. because yes. people wild out in those clubs you get people that never drink they start swinging bottles at people. Yeah. <laughs> you could be the biggest not, guy in the world. You hit upside the head with a bottle. Change I'm not trying to be hit with a chair. I, I like my bars where I can talk to people and they have jobs where they can lose things so none of us are trying to fight each other. Yeah. And I'm not even saying I make a lot of money. I'm just saying I, I like to have a good time. Anyway, we're getting off point. Uh, Gasparilla, 2017. It's going to be fun. Great Go, excuse for day drinking. Show, out, show up, show out, get a tan like JM. I'm already black. So I don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of blackish, as I transition, um, blackish. I forgot to put that on my on the, the on show the script for yeah for the list ah, for see. today. Dude. Got your back, brother. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so what we're going to be talking about is the blackish episode, which, as you all know, the inauguration has happened. The changing of the guard has happened. In case you missed it. In it case happened. you missed it. And there were a lot of people there. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. There's a big argument about that. <laughs> Alternative facts, bro. Alternative facts. But what we want to talk about isn't the inauguration or Trump or anything that we can get heavily bogged down in. What we want to talk about is an amazing episode of television, which was Blackish doing exactly what Blackish is meant to do. Like for our generation, this is like our, it's our I would Cosby say your show. kid, our, our, yeah, it's our family matters. It's our a, Cosby show, it, our, this is the show that does it. Like the, the voice of, for minorities in this country, I feel like the, to be able to handle this topic of Trump and mm-hmm. Republicans versus Democrats of progress versus regression in some in some cases to some people. Well, I would even take it a step further it. and say it's more than just the voice of the minority because they have characters on there that represent other races too. They have the 
the whole office squad that represents the the white voice, mm-hmm. even though comedically, satirically. What's interesting is it's not the it's not the white voice of our country. I would say it's the white voice of California in that show because they were very anti-Trump too. The the reason they were anti-Trump though was not the reason most people are. It wasn't like economically or something. It was social issues, which I think is a more yeah. regionally based thing. Well, to California. two of them they balance it out with the rich boss, yeah, and his antics and the rich boss's son, yeah, the guy from uh, New Girl, dude. That guy's gonna make it bank right now. By oh, the way, he's killing, he's secretly killing. killing it in the bank because he's in two shows right yeah. now. Uh, somebody just somebody just made that connection when we said that, and they're like, "Oh my god, we just put him on Front Street." Mm-hmm. But he's killing it, man. He's funny. I, yeah. I hope he's writing on both shows. He's too. way funnier on uh, Blackish than he is on New Girl. Like he's funny on New yeah. Girl, but Blackish, like the shit he says every once in a while, like the nap thing that he did, where he like <laughs> the thing where he can sleep on his desk and no one knows it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But no, the the Blackish episode, the biggest thing. Like, everyone's going to talk about the dad's uh, long, like, monologue that he had where he explained why he wasn't as mad as everyone else was about the election. Because, to be honest with you, this country has a reputation of letting down certain um, certain people, certain, of color. Certain, people mm-hmm. certain people of color. You know, and it's not necessarily, it's not cent- centralized or just one race. You know, you have multiple people groups that have been disenfranchised by this country. And... Yes, are we do yes, yes, is it better than it was then? Absolutely. But the history of this country shows every once in a while we make a wrong step. Yeah, we do things that maybe not to the best benefit of our country. And there's definitely a large portion of this country that thinks we might have done that. But Mike, share share just your well, perspective and things that you might have seen from it that were really well, the, I was gonna say exactly that. The biggest thing of the speech, I mean, clearly that they want you to remember the monologue part. They they set it up so perfectly with the music and the uh they had the um the strange fruit playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know what that song's about, that hit me in the soul core of my life. Um, his speech, his his tone. It's not that I'm mad. It's not that I, I I'm surprised. It's you're mad because you didn't see it coming because it never happened to you. Yeah. And I'm saying you as in y'all because we're we're not surprised when things don't go our way because they never go our way. That whole part of the speech was amazing to me. It's more sh- showing that. We take a lot of bullshit and still love this country and still support it. So we fight for it as troops. We work here. We live here. We raise our kids here. But also on the same token, we're not surprised when things don't go our way. Yeah. Uh, SNL also echoed the same thing with that one skit with the whole um, Chappelle Chris Rock. Chris Rock when yeah. they were kind of like, what? Y'all surprised? So for those Americans who are surprised that he still won despite his stance on women and, and certain topics that they feel strongly about... Welcome to the club. I mean, join us in our pain, but also realize it helps you build that thick skin and that we can all work together to still do what we need to do. I don't know who wrote it. I don't know who stated it, but Anthony Anderson acted his ass off in that scene. Oh, man. I teared up. It was it was amazing. If you haven't watched it, watch it. But also the other things I wanted to include were uh, the argument that led to him saying that because uh, the scene is set at in their work... Um, conference room mm-hmm. and they're essentially the workers including uh, Wanda Sykes who's black the rich boss who's technically under Wanda Sykes because she owns a company mm-hmm. and his son and two other white workers were all kind of bickering about why things aren't right or why not Trump and then Anthony Anderson kind of chimes in with this whole thing uh, the, the episode touched a lot of points it, it lets you know that people feel what they feel and it's not wrong to feel how you feel. No, not and that's the liberty that we have in this country. Exactly. Is that, is that people can't people have the absolute constitutional right to 
have prejudices. Mm-hmm. Do they have the right to act on those and disenfranchise others? No. But they have the ability to feel however they want to feel. And, and if, if that wasn't more stated than anything, when you say someone who, who made the statements that Trump made actually still won an election, yeah. echoed by half the country... Uh, I mean, he won. The, he lost a popular vote, but I mean, he still half the country still voted for him. Well, half half of the voting country. So, well, the pop, people that yeah, did vote, you're which right, is crazy right, to think right, about. Right. So, like, just facts and figures of Masters of Banter. There are three hundred and thirty <laughs> million people in the country. There are one hundred and forty five, one hundred and fifty four. Sorry, one hundred fifty four registered voters. One hundred fifty four million. So there okay. are three hundred and thirty million potential voters. There are one hundred and fifty seven, fifty four, one hundred fifty four, one hundred fifty seven million voters. So that's almost half, a little over half. Okay. A little over half of that half voted voted for Trump or voted for <laughs> Hillary. So I mean, you're not even talking like you're literally talking a fifth of the a, country yeah, or like a fourth, a less than a quarter. You know, yeah, less than a quarter. So I mean, but the thing that I liked so much about it was what he what the thing that I have felt was echoed in what he was saying is that we're arguing over so much semantics. Mm-hmm. We're arguing over so, so many substan- like unsubstantial things. Like they were arguing about the pussy grabber gate. They were mm-hmm. arguing over his wives. They're arguing over his bankruptcies. They're arguing over all these things that don't matter. And what Anthony Anderson said was basically, yeah, that sucks. He won. Now the point is stand up for your issues. Mm-hmm. Stand up for the things you care about. And you've had people arguing about like this who how many people he had here oh he's lying about this oh he's talking about the wall like he's doing all these things and we're getting so distracted on the window dressing mm-hmm. that we're not focusing on the things he's actually doing which is the dakota access pipeline mm-hmm. which is um keystone pipeline mm-hmm. what he's doing with um deregulating obamacare what he's doing with uh, women's right to abortion women's right to an abortion right now in this country they are trying to actively push where none of the tax dollars or the government does not fund planned parenthood and I, as I told people on social media, you can't really defend or defund Planned Parenthood because Planned Parenthood, only 3% yeah. of what they do is actually Related to abortions. abortions yeah. They do a lot more. Can't, they do three times the amount of cancer screenings. They mm-hmm. do almost like 13 times the amount of STD prevention. And then people were like, oh, well, I don't want to pay for STD prevention for anyone else. Hey, listen, I don't want to either. But if you don't know it, the majority of STDs in this country are actually generated by old people. Oh, yeah. Elderly. The elderly the population elderly. is... It's not by young people just fucking. Like, it's, it's, actually, it's by... It's I saw by something on... Um, people in nursing homes. Local news that stated uh, the the... Youth or teen uh, pregnancies are down. Mm-hmm. Youth and teen STDs are down. And if the numbers are up overall, it's, it is because of the elderly. Yeah, and youth and teen um, drug use is also down. Is also down. Mm-hmm. So the, the idea or the stereotype that comes into your mind that might not actually fit the statistics that the country reflects. And also, while I understand you have your religious beliefs about abortion, you have your, your beliefs on certain things. You might not want to fund abortions. Other people might not want to afford, um, fund, fund Social Security. Other people might want to, not want to afford or pay for Medicare. Some people might have a religious belief that causes them not to want to support the military because they're pacifists. Mm-hmm. Guess what we all do? We all realize that we're a country, and while we all have different beliefs and different stances and different things we believe in, what Blackish's episode was basically saying is we're a country made up yeah, of different we, belief systems. We're all in this boat. What we have to do is find... A set of norms in the middle mm-hmm. and debate those and come to a conclusion on those. So while 
we don't fund all of our tax money doesn't go to one thing it goes to a plethora of things and it's kind of a mutually agreed on yeah. and to be honest with you a majority of the country thinks that you should fund Planned Parenthood. And the majority of the country thinks you should fund the military. It shouldn't even be about what the majority thinks. It should be a common sense thing. And that's why the majority thinks it. Because common sense says that we should fight STDs where we can. Common sense says that if if someone needs an abortion, they should be able to get it. Because they're going to do it on their own if they don't get it medically. Absolutely. What people don't realize is if we don't fund Planned Parenthood... And then you have people, not not abortions, but STD checks. People can't get STD checks. People that are impoverished. Mm-hmm. People that are impoverished also can't afford contraceptive. Nope. People that are impoverished also go to the worst schools that don't necessarily teach the best sex ed. They then can't afford the treatment for those sexually transmitted diseases. So then they get sicker. Then they go to hospitals where they can't afford health care, which is not given to them. Then they become a drain on the economy because they're going to hospitals and not able to fund mm-hmm. the hospitals create debt you'll pay either way you will end up paying in taxes in some way to take care of those people when we can nip it in the butt at From a much cheaper stage at a much yeah. cheaper stage by Every, giving them 28 dollar a month health care what did they say so uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah. cure or whatever yeah. um it makes sense down the road we just don't want to have to we don't want to take the we don't want to face the fact that we might have to look in the mirror and realize some of my beliefs might go because of prejudice and because of I might be wrong about something. And also the idea that just because something doesn't apply to you that you shouldn't care about it. It's kind of weird. Like my religion doesn't say that uh, my women have to dress a certain way like the uh, Muslim religion does, Mm -hmm. but they do. And I don't, it doesn't bother me that they do. Mm-hmm. Even if we're talking about a security situation, yeah, and they are running up on you, telling you your girlfriend has to change how she dresses. Exactly, like my girl, like if she wears a low cut shirt and and she show a little cleavage, vice versa. We live in this country together. They should be able to do what they want to do. I should be able to do what I want to do, and we should be able to exist in the same space. Mm-hmm. And I think that applies to th- where our taxes go. Also, I, I I mean I'll be damned if I've never I've literally never had an STD, but the fact that they do STD prevention, I've never been to any Planned Parenthood place. Actually, that might be a lie. My girl did her prenatal care at um at uh, one of those clinics. Mm-hmm. Um, I paid for that out of pocket because I didn't have insurance yet. But anyway, I, I, by the time she had the baby, we had insurance. Um, all in all, p- pay the money where it goes, where it works best. It doesn't make sense to me to change and defund and we're, we're getting rid of Obamacare. Think what you want about it. Millions of Americans are insured. That has to be better than people being uninsured. Because when they're uninsured, as my uninsured ass is... Where do I go when I when I get sick? I go to the free clinic. Guess who pays for that? You're still paying for it. So I don't understand why wouldn't you rather insure me up front than to just pay for it on the back end? It doesn't make a lot it of doesn't. sense. It doesn't. And people would rather throw that onto the healthcare system, which is actually... It's, it's, it, it, when it's common a, it's sense a bigger can't, drain. can't be the law of the land, this is where we start having problems, when common sense can't be the law of the land. But I digress. I want to move on from that. Blackish, I do want to say before we move on, I sing its praises from the highest mountains. It's funny. It's current. Mm-hmm. It, the people have their flaws, but they also make their points. I literally have decided to make, make it a point to make my son watch every episode of the show. And then we have a talk after um, and, and about, about what happened within that show. They, they reach the like the brevity of like such serious issues mm-hmm. and have the ability to do it and still... And still, still make the, you laugh. Keep that and comedic still base. make you cry. Still make you you care. And at the same time, they mentioned 
like they don't look at other groups and tell them they're wrong. They didn't. No. They don't ever look at anyone and just berate them for their. I mean, because dude, the boss of the boss of his company is like out and blatant, like a, a all, like oh yeah, a bigot. <laughs> a bigot yeah. And, and they don't ever look at that guy and just cuss him out and hate him. They still and instead they him. still love with it. They still love him. They still work with him, and it's uh, it's really really funny. I, if you don't watch the show. I didn't watch the show for a long time. Mike used to hate on me all the time because I and I didn't jump. watch it, and mm-hmm. then I caught up, and I was like, holy, "Holy crap! How have I not watched this show?" One one thing I love about the writing too is that they 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 set it up from the beginning. The uh, character tree, the family is what three three generations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the main family, Andre and Bo. They have four kids, so the kids have a say, but the kids also span ages from ten to eighteen. And then the parents live there, so you have the older parents' point of view. I, I watch the show and I go, those are my parents. I watch the show and go, I am Andre. Mm-hmm. But also I've been the kid, uh, yep. Junior. When Junior was going through his whole Martin Luther King speech, mm-hmm. then he got all militant when he realized Martin Luther King was a little <laughs> raw, rawer than he thought. And then the Pops brought him back. Yeah. I, I thought no, was, no, <laughs> no, you've gone too far. He went way too far. We I, need to burn down the system. <laughs> <laughs> he was dressed in all black. It had, he literally had, went through... The phases of the butler, mm-hmm. the son of the the, guy, the son of the butler, <laughs> yeah. like he went Lee through Davis like an hour and a half long movie in about ten and minutes. Th- I thought that was amazing. And then also on the same flip, the daughter was doing the healing process. She was like, "I don't want to deal with all the arguing. I just want to heal. I just want to drink lemonade with my friends or make lemonade for my friends so we all could kind of congregate and, and be cool." That is a that is a pretty important portion of the people that you see on your social media feed, and I feel like those people get the most hate. Like the, the people that are just like, let's just heat, let's let's get over this and let's figure out a way. Like now that it's over, we gotta, let's stand up for what we believe in mm-hmm. and find a way to not lose any ground. And I feel like those people, like I have, I have so many friends on social media right now posting, "Hey, I'm tired of all the political talk. Let's just do this. Let's just do that." While I understand the vein of that thought, and I think it's great, I think they get so much of a bad rap because people are like, "Oh, you just want to ignore the problem." No, I don't think they want to ignore the problem. But some of my favorite political podcasters constantly say presidential elections and presidential politics should only be thought about once every four years because <laughs> it's so mind-melding. Yeah. It's like it's one of those things where if you worry about every single thing the government does without realizing that we as a people kind of right the ship, yeah. you will kind of freak the hell out. <laughs> like oh, you'll, 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 you'll out. be wearing a tinfoil hat. You'll yeah. be that guy. So <laughs> all in all, amazing show. Watch it. Please watch it. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, it's not about being black. It's called black-ish because it's centered around black families' experience. But there yeah. are other characters, and those other characters still interact in a in a way that I feel like anybody should be able to look in. You should find I'll, yourself in the show. Yeah, like, you, you should, should be able to find, find yourself in the show. Exactly. Whether yeah, you're the, the the two white coworkers, the middle-aged mm-hmm. white coworkers, or whoever the the neighbors or or whatever, even within the black family, you might find yourself within them too. Because absolutely. I know, I know guys who are sneakerheads. I know guys who oh, dude, that's the, the, that, the arrogant male, the um, paternal guy in the family who doesn't want to listen and he's always wrong. Andre mm-hmm. or Bo, who's like the hippie kid and she's half white herself. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all day. So again, man, you know how we get when we love shows. You can hear it. this is what we do. The just like uh, Atlanta. Yeah, not for nothing. Amazing show, and the Golden Globes showed it by giving it its due, and Blackish also won a few awards there too. So, uh, check it out. 
Um, and check out specifically this episode if you're going to watch anyone. Yeah. It's the inauguration episode. They, they waited like or a month It was the after. election episode, so they showed like people watching Hillary lose was, basically right. that night. I'm sorry. It was uh, about a month after the election. I, I said inauguration. I meant election. Um, it's the election episode. Check it out. It's about two weeks ago. Um, and, so and now moving from a show that is based in reality to mm-hmm. a show that is based... Kind of far from reality. I don't know. Like you got blind people coming back, to, like being able to see. You got all kinds I'm of stuff a, happening. I'm nerd. I think it's set in reality. So we're talking <laughs> about OA. We're actually gonna begin the conversation of the show, the OA, on Netflix. If you have not watched it, we're only gonna discuss the first episode. So um, we're not gonna go divulge into it because Mike is in his infancy of watching the show. I literally just watched it before. I am a full grown adult of the show. <laughs> they are discussing coming out with the second season of the show, so it's pretty entertaining. I can't wait for you to finish it, but. First episode, what are your thoughts? What are your what are your positives? What are your negatives? Well, I want to tell the people that it, it, Netflix, I, like, they're killing it. Mm-hmm. They almost can do whatever they want. They have a blank check to any creators out there. You want to do something, pitch it to Netflix. Uh, this show, hugely based in, in, I don't even know what to call it. Um, it's definitely sci-fi, but it's not sci-fi for like space for no reason. The show starts out with this girl. She jumps off a bridge, and then they kind of start from her point of view, where she's kind of coming to consciousness. She meets her parents, who apparently she's been gone for about seven years or something. Mm-hmm. And within that time, a bunch of stuff happened. And she gets to a point, without divulging too much, where she's uh, meets with these people in a room, and she needs them to help her locate somebody that she met during her time away from her parents. Uh, she's an adult, but she's young. Um... And the characters all have their little thing that they have going on. Uh, the show's cool. She starts to tell this story, and that's kind of where things start to unfold in episode one. Uh, as she tells the story of this little girl and why she herself was blind. Apparently, she might be the vessel for this girl. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to call it. I'm so... The first episode gives you enough to want to come back, but it's not enough to answer any questions. So I'm sorry if I don't have any answers for you guys. But essentially... In her telling this story, it tells why she was blind at one point and why she's not now. But it only opens up more questions where you say, well, are you the little girl? And how did you become Russian? And all these other things. The show looks beautiful. It's very well filmed. The writing isn't clunky. It's smart. It's, you know, there's this bully kid and she down talks the teacher and she posts some stuff on YouTube and gets all these people, to uh, these five people to come meet with her in this abandoned house. And there's some uh, elements of large fantasy um, spiritualism where mm-hmm. she tells the people, before we meet, when you leave to come meet with me, leave your front doors open because you have to invite me yeah. in. And you don't know what that means or why or what, but there's a what, lot going on. What's cool about that? I'm intrigued. So to give you some like background of the show for someone who's seen it and kind of researched a little bit about it, the show is... Wh- very very accurate form as far as netflix with the bank blank check netflix and amazon who are huge multi-billion dollar companies Mm -hmm. have a blank check to write for shows like this the cool thing about this is the main character the 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 girl and the director of the show actually created the show on their own this is their passion project that they created this is their second second or third thing that they've done where they've wrote it they're she's going to act in it He's going to direct it. Nice. They're going to do everything. What else do they do, if you know? Uh, the East, which is a movie okay. with Alex Skarsgård about like far leftist. Um, <laughs> it's basically like uh, American like environmental terrorists. Okay. So like people that are huge environmentalists and they become cells and then they go and 
terrorize companies that are doing pollution and stuff like gotcha. that. To, to environmental terrorists. Yeah, yeah, environmental terrorists. So, but this show is their passion project. Um, they wrote it. The main character was one of the writers. Um, and it was a chance for Netflix to fund something that, to, before Netflix, before streaming, mm-hmm. before, really, before FX and AMC and these alternate to ABC, CBS, Fox, yeah. the primetime television, Extra these cable. shows wouldn't have been made. So, I like, this is, like, an example of what my greatest hope that Netflix and Amazon and Hulu become. These mini studios mm-hmm. that take things that might have been movies, might have been independent films, or might have been underfunded, crappy straight, TV straight shows. To yeah, yeah, straight to DVD, like crappy TV shows or movies, and giving them the funding they just, they need to make quality television. Because the yeah. one thing you can say, I will tell you this, after watching all all the episodes, the one thing you might say is, I might not like this, I might not like that, but damn, that was shot really well. Like, yes. that was, the, the it doesn't look cheaply made. Not at all. It doesn't look like they didn't have right lighting. It doesn't look like a reality TV show. This looks like a film. This even, looks like something that someone actors, cared about. Even the extra actors are on point. Everybody's Absolutely. on point. And, and the thing that I will say is, that isn't something you see all the time from people other than HBO. Correct. Because you will watch shows on Showtime, you will watch shows on FX, you will watch shows, not so much AMC anymore, but FX, you will watch shows on Comedy Central, FXX, you will, you will watch shows on other platforms and you'll go, yeah, this doesn't look like what a normal movie or TV, like a good TV show looks something's, like. Something's missing. Yeah, like, it's not a sitcom and it doesn't, it just looks like the lighting isn't right, it looks like low budget, it looks off. Or, dude, in the, uh, what's ABC Family's new thing that they're called? Uh, uh, it's right on the t- Freeform. Freeform. Freeform looks like softcore porn. <laughs> it's, like, kind of dusty, kind of, like, out of focus, really cheaply made. And, like, th- those are the degrees of TV. You're softcore porn, you're under budget, and then you're, like, you're, you're fully funded television. Yeah. And I feel like you watch the show and you think, man, someone put a lot of thought into every single aspect of this show. Mm-hmm. And... That's I don't know that that's that's cool to me and I hope that's what Netflix does. I hope Netflix funds people that aren't mainstream like they don't have to have Ben Affleck or or um, Tom Hardy tied to yeah. it to get funding. Like they give chances to people that might not be known. Well, I know I read an article about five years back on CNN um, Money, and they were talking about excuse me oh CNN Tech excuse me CNN Tech. They were talking about the um, on-demand revolution and how it was coming up. They did an interview with the the current Netflix CEO, and he said that. He said uh, one thing that he loves about working for Netflix is that their subscriber-based company, they don't have to show their ratings or their numbers. If we make a show and only a million people watch it, it doesn't hurt us like it hurts ABC or Mm -hmm. it hurts uh, Fox or any of these larger networks. That allows him to be able to make, you know, spend as much money as we want to make something like Marco Polo and only a million people watch it. But those million people are satisfied and they're going to remain subscribers of Netflix and they might watch something else like the OA or any one of the hundred um, comedy specials that we have or any one of the syndicated TV shows that we have too. Their model is to create new content while also providing old syndicated content and that he essentially doesn't care what the ratings are. They'll keep providing shows like this. Mm-hmm. And he he said that. I read the article about five years back. He said that, and he's shown, literally, I, there's so many shows that I know for a fact, if I watched this show on History Channel, Marco Polo would have been canceled. Oh, yeah. I loved it. 
Yeah, I Marco love season Polo. two. Marco Polo is great. So what's cool about Netflix is that, another one of those. is that they have those shows that cause people to get Netflix. Mm-hmm. Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Halton, or not Halton Catch, sorry. House, um, House of Cards. Mm-hmm. They have those shows. Then you have your comedy specials. People check out. Yep. But then you have like your TV shows that are what I would describe as late bloomers, which oh, they yeah. aren't your normal. Oh yeah, and they kind of catch you, kind of catch you slipping. Like you're, you're you're sitting there, you're like, I'll just try this. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Catch you slipping. Is a good and one. that's yeah. Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. That's the OA. Mm-hmm. That's the Aziz Ansari show. Um, I haven't watched which, that one yet. Dude, oh my I gosh! Do need to watch that one. Listen, man, I I'm a huge Parks and Rec fan. I will get nerdy on some hot Parks and Recs. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> storylines parks and recs and Mad Men are my like thing i will go back and forth uh and watch reruns of and uh it's a great show but aziz and kills it and it's one of those things where you're gonna start an episode and you're gonna i don't really know what this is and then like the second episode i kind of get it in the yeah. third episode you're like i can't put it down that's what <laughs> happens with these shows you try to and tell somebody about it and they go i never heard nbc would have cut it yeah. nbc would have cut it from like the second one because mm-hmm. it didn't have a million views but like show like and it's kind of based off the hbo platform Modern, yeah because hbo had shows like oz and the wire mm-hmm. they didn't have any name brand people they didn't have like big name people they in made their, their yeah, people. And, yeah and they made them that way I, I thought that was super dope uh so far oa i'm super hooked if you like anything about storytelling from a point you know a mystery development we don't know what's going on but you'll find out by the end i tell you to watch it i'm only at one episode in and jm finished it and it gets my stamp of approval <laughs> 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 whatever that means to the people but um we're at uh, this point. Let's move on to sports. We got to cover a lot of sports. We're going to go to the NBA. I know that you, our fans are huge. Our, most of our listeners are big NBA listeners. It is something that we get requested all the time. We definitely get a lot of feedback. A lot of feedback on the NBA talk. So we're going to go to that and discuss something that I know Mike is extremely excited about. We're going to talk about Kobe's <laughs> 81-point anniversary, which happened a couple about a week and a half ago. Uh-huh. And in... Laker fashion and Laker fashion, <laughs> modern era Laker fashion. They followed the 81 point anniversary by scoring 79 points to let Kobe know that we care so much about you. We didn't want we're going to underscore <laughs> your own point total. I'm glad you're having fun with this. I, I don't know how five people can score 81 points in an NBA game, especially a team that don't play defense. So you expect them to have a lot of possessions. I have no comment other than that we need to play better, like Magic said. Uh, like. Um, Are you on the bandwagon of Magic Johnson should own your team? There's no. a there's a big push. I'm on the bandwagon that Jeannie Bush, uh, Jeannie Bush, <laughs> Jeannie Bus, Bus, Jeannie Bus, the sister, she should uh, run the team. We've said Street Meat and Bush in one podcast. Boom, boom. Try that. No, Howard but, uh, Stern of Howard Stern of podcast. <laughs> Jeannie Jeannie Bus, who recently just broke up with uh, Phil Jackson. Is yep. a business-minded woman. She makes smart moves, and as an owner, I believe she'll input smart uh, GM and coaches in the position. Right now, we got Luke Walton. He's balling. Right now, we got Mitch Kupchak. He's been good for the for the team, but if she knows someone better, I, pl- I believe she'll put him there. I wouldn't mind having Magic as president of basketball operations or something like that, but he doesn't need to own the team. He needs to stay with the buses. And I, before I go into the my complete Laker fandom, I'll just leave it at that and say – we are not good right now. We have a very young team. We have an opportunity to trade for some bigger names and a lot of money to do it. We'll see where it goes. Right now, I don't think um, Jerry is it Jerry Bush. Yeah, Jerry Bus. Jerry, I keep saying Bush. Jerry Bus. I don't know why you're saying Bush either. But Doctor Doctor Jim Bus's 
son, Jerry, ain't making smart decisions. He's making ego-driven decisions. And that's why Phil's not a part of the organization. And we're going to suck until we do. We got a good coach right now. We got a good GM. We got Great a good, coach. Great coach. Yeah, like, he's balling. He, he's doing a lot with little right now. Yes. And with all that said, we got a lot of young talent. We just need a couple of maybe a big name or two, and we'll we'll go from there. Well, it's crazy. Uh, you as got it a lot of, right now. We suck. And you I, got a I lot of talent in the same positions. That's the problem. Uh, three and two. A lot uh, three of, like, and four. Your your bench player mm-hmm. uh, would be who's the kid that comes off the bench all the time and scores like twenty five points a game. Um, Williams. Williams. Lou Williams would be a starter on any on yeah. any roster. And he's starting behind he's behind he, Nance. He is, he start, is he behind Nance Jr.? He, or is he behind different position. Well no, who's he behind then? He comes out after Clarkson and uh um Clarkson and Wow. But you know you know why though, because he's it's the same idea. Luke Walton's taking like as what they expected him to do, he's taking off Steve Kerr by putting Iguodala on the bench. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the equivalent. It, <laughs> yeah. Like like he he's putting Lou to come in to spell, so they're never gonna get rid of him because Steve Kerr got the idea from putting James Harden on the bench. Like the reason you have James Harden is yes, he's as good as Westbrook, but he he you can't have him on the court at the same time. And they do the wow, same thing. Like yeah. how many points can you score if you have this guy subbing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I know I know why it's happening. It's just one of those things where. That kind of it kind of sucks at the same time. I really can't think of our guard's name. Number one, um, light skin kid, Afro. Russell. Russell. Yeah, Russell. I, I, was, I was wondering <laughs> that's who you were thinking. I was like, is he struggling? Is D'Angelo Christ. Russell? <laughs> I've been drinking. Um, D'Angelo I, Russell, though, I worry about him. Same way I worry about Kyrie. Those assists are so low. Yeah, like you you have to rely on other people to pass the ball in that situation. Yeah, and he doesn't have LeBron running around throwing around nine assists a game. No. So that's the worrisome thing. That if you don't pass the ball, it comes isolation. And, and because our team is in such a downtrodden moment, I believe he's learning the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Being a young guy, I, I wish he could come up under some bona fide point guard that we already had. But it's based on a coach that never re- a coach that not only when he coached didn't have a point guard that was really true. a point guard. True. So Steph Steph only averages like six assists a game. True. But he comes from the triangle. Mm-hmm. Which was an offense where Derek Fisher was your point guard, where you didn't rely on him for a bunch yeah, of assists a game. Negates the yeah, the you point kind guard. of because of the triangle, you kind of turn every player. You divide the point guard roles of assists across everyone. five, mm-hmm. so you expect five people to average more than four assists a game. Your point guard essentially is a is a spot shooter in the triangle. Yep. Um, everybody needs to look to pass. It's putting two two guards on the floor exactly. All the time. So, whatever about the Lakers, man, we we got a lot of improvements. I hope we don't make the playoffs. If we even make eight. You can't, think, right? Because if, if you don't, you get a higher draft pick, right? Yeah. I think you have a circumstantial draft pick. I believe we have a... Yeah. So right if now you miss we, the playoffs, you get a three pick. Mm-hmm. So I hope we don't make it. Like I said, I, I think we have a lot to learn, and we need to play defense way better than we're doing. Mm-hmm. We we show we can score with people. We've beaten teams that we shouldn't beat, like uh, Golden State. Mm-hmm. But on point scoring alone, yeah, not playing defense, not making stops when we need to until we become a bona fide team again... It's not a whole lot to talk about about us, but it is funny that we couldn't even outscore Kobe on the anniversary of his eighty-one point game. Do you think as a whole entire team? I have one question before we leave the Lakers. Do you think that Agent Zero Number Two Uh, (laughs) should stay on your team? Agent Zero Number Two. Because I I like Swaggy. My my thing is, the (laughs) thing I like about your team is I like Larry Nance Jr. Uh huh. I like Lou Williams. Mm -hmm. I like you got like Ingram, Mm -hmm. and I like. Not Russell. I like Randall. Not say Randall. Yeah. I like those four players. 
I would almost do what I could to get rid of Russell uh-huh. and Swaggy P to get those four on the court at all times. Because oh. I think that that's I think that's the four you want to build around. Because Randall can be Draymond Green, and then I can see it. And then Dray, and then he could he can be Draymond Green with the benefit of having an Ingram by him, which Draymond Green has never had. Mm-hmm. And I could almost and then you create a Lou Williams that can score all the time, mm-hmm. right beside a Clarkson. Who I I think that's a fun lineup to watch. I, Clarkson fits the role kind of like like a Trevor Ariza. Like he's yeah. gonna make splash yeah. plays every yeah. once in a while. And but you, I, I but like what Russell you're in that. In that for. I like Russell in that. Other than the fact that, like I said, I think he's learning wrong. Yeah, he has the green light to shoot when and wherever he wants. Mm-hmm. If he can learn to rein it in, I think we could keep him. I like our lineup. If you like have those four on the court, though, you know what you're missing is a a Kobe, yeah, a you LeBron. Need a bon- but a you're missing a, yeah, you're missing a LeBron, a Kobe, a Wade, Mello, a Mello. You're missing someone <laughs> that can come on and score every play. And mm-hmm. Russell don't shoot that good. Mm-hmm. Russell doesn't shoot. The, I would give, I give your green, whole like, team Genie Bus and a billion dollars if you take that four and put Russell Westbrook on it. Oh, I think I, I think you guys you would challenge <laughs> challenge to make to the finals. I think I, y'all would beat the Rockets. I, I think I, I like that team too. I just Westbrook's not available. Yeah. Melo's available, but we have to give up too much to get him. Um, what do you think you have to give up to get Melo? Right now, the Lakers have stated they don't want to give up any young talent. We'd have to give up at least Randall, at least Randall. Yeah, because you can't give up Randall or Ingram. No. I don't. I, I feel like those are the untouchables. I like Nance too, though. Nance is so. I don't think anyone wants Nance. I think people think Nance is like the little Blake Griffin. Really? Like, I, I don't think people think he's a a scorer other than a dunker. I like right now. No, Nance can ball, man. That kid can play D too. Anyway, we talking too long about the Lakers. Uh, <laughs> you know, I love them. We could do this all day. Um, but what about speaking of Westbrook? We talked about Westbrook a little yep. bit. We knew he was going to do this with the triple doubles. There's nothing stopping him any anymore. We knew pe- we knew he was going to do it because people didn't think it was possible. Like I feel like he, who who's that guy who well, didn't so, think it was possible? Well, the people, the pundits, people on ESPN didn't think it was possible strictly because of it's never been done, and because of the lack of possessions that people have in modern day basketball compared to when Oscar Robinson did. It. Yeah, but. But I will say this. He's one of the most talented guards we've ever seen. He ever. knew a year after Durant left, he had to do something. Like, I, listen, I, I'll tell you this. It's like when you break up with your Dude, chick. Russell Westbrook's <laughs> the pettiest person in the NBA yeah. other than LeBron James. I agree. I he agree. is so petty because he's like, <laughs> you going to leave me? I'm going to show them that I was the best person on this team. It's and like if we, I have to lose games because I'm going to get these stats... I'm going to make a point of mm-hmm. how good I am, and yeah. I think that's what he's doing right now. I, like I said, it's like when you leave your girl. He's you actually got, making them better, though. Get your six-pack right, put your points up, start <laughs> start peacocking. You're still dancing and doing all that crazy stuff that he does, and balling angrily. But and he makes it easy. He's making it look too easy to this point, so people are like doubting him. Like It's almost what happened with Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Like We were getting discussions with Matt Ryan why he, whether he should win the MVP because it, he was doing it in such a fashion that you were like, it didn't look like he was it trying. It didn't look like he was trying, so you assumed other people were better. Yeah. And right now, people are passing over Westbrook for James Harden, which, for a good reason, James Harden is the highest points and highest assists mm-hmm. never been done since, I think it's, it's been a long time. Basically, they're both doing record things. It's kind of crazy to think that both of them were on the same team at one point. And Kevin Durant's and, the third place on, for the Durant. MVP voting, and he's the best player on the best team. Speaking of MVP voting, what about the All-Star voting? How dare the fans not... Russell Westbrook be a starter. You know what's funny? It's not even the fans only. 
uh, they they went over the voting that the players did, mm-hmm. and the like the players, like half of the I think like half of the players didn't vote. The other half, like there were fifty two <laughs> different guards voted in the West. That's funny. They had like uh, Joel McGee uh-huh. got th- four votes um, from his team. Like, yeah, Mo Williams, who hasn't played a, a game, <laughs> got players four voting votes. for their own. Yeah, teammates. yeah, like people were voting for their own teammates because they That's... literally didn't take it. So no one really gave a shit. So you got Should, ended somebody should have voted me up in there, man. Yeah. I, I'm a nice PG. No, but uh, Westbrook is. I mean, just the stats alone. How are you not the starter? I, we all know what Curry can do. But we all know that Westbrook has a blank check, too, and he could do whatever the hell and he wants. let's be honest. Curry hasn't been the same since the semifinal I, round of see, last I playoffs. I didn't want to say all of that, but no, you're right. I, yeah. Curry, listen. Curry, he showed a flash of it last night at, no, the, at no, the second I, half. What I'm talking about is Curry looks like he can't hit a shot when it counts. Right now. You believe that? Right now, Curry. I'll tell you this. So the Christmas Day game where Ahmad Shepard with his man bun covered Curry <laughs> face-to-face reminded me of the finals, and it reminded me of what I have seen a few different teams do at this point, which is put someone really annoying in Curry's face. Oh, yeah, put him in their pocket. And just follow him around the court. They did it with Bradley with the Rockets. They're, they're going to do it all the time. They're just going to put someone really athletic and really annoying that knows they don't have to score. Mm-hmm. Westbrook does it to him yeah. at some points. And just energy level, follow him around, make him uncomfortable. He stops hitting shots. He starts getting frustrated. He starts th- passing the ball and not taking well, shots. And he starts not pulling up. And also, shooter. he stops going to the rim. One of the best things about Ray Allen that I will say when he was playing with the Heat He's wasn't just it. that he hit clutch shots. He would, it would, to the rim. He would drive to the mm-hmm. rim and lay up so it made people have to worry about mm-hmm. him. Curry, it opens when he, up your game because when, then you got the step back. When Curry gets faced up and chest to chest with someone, he stops going to the rim, and people just go, "All right, I'm just going to stay in your grill. You're never going to try to drive." You're but that's to how you beat most shots. shooters. You stay in their grill. Yeah. Literally, I'm guarding you. I don't care what happens. Yeah, but no the, help. The difference between the difference between Westbrook, Durant, and LeBron, which are and Harden, mm-hmm. which are the other four people of the top five in the NBA right now of when he like scores. Mm-hmm. They all have the physical ability to so, separate. Oh yeah. So Westbrook with Westbrook with just straight out speed, or bully. And then the other three with height yeah. and ability of length to separate from people. Mm-hmm. Curry doesn't have any of that. Curry's like six foot two. His is strictly He's like 185 pounds. It's handles only. Yeah. And, and if you got a defender who can stick with him, then yeah, yeah. you're right. He I, kicks the ball off. It's kind of like one of those things we see in the NFL where people figure out a defense mm-hmm. like. I think people have figured out what they need to do to neutralize Curry to the point where his team has to doesn't have him. Well, the thing with that this year, that doesn't help you because negating Curry leaves um, KD yeah. open. Yeah, and the thing is that you can count on isn't just KD, but you can guarantee in a series that you'll get at least one to two Clay Thompson is mm-hmm. out of his mind games. Oh, yeah. And there's nothing that'll stop 50, him. He, Fifty point showing. Like, where did that yeah, come he's from? six foot six, so yeah. it doesn't matter what you do. He's going to get his shot mm-hmm. off, and he and he will punish you. And so the other two games you can count on Durant, and that's four games. That's, do you think that, he's being held back being on the team with Curry uh, Thompson? I think if you replace Curry with Chris Paul, they might win eighty games. Like that, that's an exaggeration. That's a hot take. I, oh, I was but like, wow. I, dude, you replace <laughs> Curry. You replace Curry with Chris Paul. A strictly a healthy Chris Paul, like a New Orleans mm-hmm. New Orleans Hornets Chris Paul, 
I, like should've, Lord have mercy. Been on the Lakers, Chris Paul. Like Lord, Lord have mercy. Like, like the amount of dishes he uh, and the the fact that Chris Paul still scores points. Oh, their their pick and roll game would be unstoppable. Uh, unstoppable, oh. but not only that, the dish, the mm-hmm. drive to the middle and dish. Like you know how I, I'm a PG at heart and and real life too. Um, it's something about creating the open pass, the open look. Curry could take a shot with people on him and hit him, mm-hmm. but if 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 a CP3 can replace him, driving dish to an open Thompson, driving dish to an open, and no one stops CP. You never see the the nah. defense where like he stops driving. That's the thing. He's had multiple people cover him, Be well, that, bigger than him, stronger than him, faster than him. He still drives. That's He's, a that's a part of his game that's unstoppable. His handles and his ability to get a pass from any position yeah. is something I, I've but always looked it up t- to. It ties into this is the problem of the modern point guard, and we're gonna we're gonna digress into. LeBron and the Cavs, uh-huh. but this is the problem that's affecting the Cavs right now. The same thing that's affecting Curry is that they're point guards that are based on scoring points and not point guards that are based on creating points. Correct. So right now, the problem with the Cavs is that Kyrie doesn't create enough points for other people, and Kyrie is a score first point guard. Yeah, he, and then he's you're a relying on LeBron guard. to be a three guard that also provides seven yeah, to Ky- eight assists. Kyrie's a, game. a short two guard. If we're yeah. really being real, Derrick Rose is a two guard. He's yeah. a skinny two guard. These guys aren't point guards, but yeah. they ha- they also happen to have handles, so they have mm-hmm. the ability to carry the ball. But the way I was raised, the way I was taught as a point guard, your job is to be the quarterback. You're supposed to facilitate the offense. Mm-hmm. You score Just when you have when no other option. Yeah, when, okay, when Matt, Matt Ryan drops back, nobody's open, I'm going to run this ball in and end this game. Different. Third and long, um, what's old boy with um, the singer, Sierra? Russell Russell Russell, Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. He runs out, he rolls out, pass, thinking, pass, pass, thinking, pass, thinking, pass. Okay, nobody's there. I'm going to take off and run. It's not Cam Newton, Tim Tebow, Hut, run first. Mm-hmm. So I use those is analogies. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is sitting yeah. right there. I, I use those analogies to, to relate to, to NBA. As a point guard, you shouldn't be thinking about scoring. You, you've seen me. Yeah. I'm on the court. I will pass up a score to make sure I pass this ball, even to my own detriment, which mm-hmm. is bad too, but... The point being, as a point guard, your job is to facilitate this offense. If I'm keeping you guys scoring, I should have the ability to score when I need to. CP3 is an excellent role model. Derrick Rose is a two-guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Curry is a small two-guard. Isaiah Thomas Jr. He's he's killing it being a facilitator for that team. Yo, he's still scoring 29 points a game. Your boy can ball. Yeah. He's 5'9". He's he's there's a lot of, of two-guards that are short, yeah. if we're being real. You're a two guard and you know it. You don't think pass first, and that's your problem. Yep. I just I'm not saying this is a problem with Curry and them, but because it's, they they have their team dynamic and they live within it. Yeah. But if we're being real, they don't have a point. But guard. the Cavs, the Cavs, the thing, the <clears throat> so what we're talking about is LeBron James's recent statements that he needs a playmaker mm-hmm. and that their team is not better than they were last year. There's been points made that if they would have lost that series last year, people would have been talking about the fact that Kyrie averaged four assists. Mm-hmm. A game for the season. So you think the fact that they won swept a lot of mis- it, it, BS it hides the some of it hides the fact With, that winning does you hide aren't doing certain things. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like my thing was I didn't see the Kyrie conversation coming up. I thought the it was covering the fact that Kevin Love was underweight, out of shape, and not ready to play in that series. It's act like he wasn't double doubling every before but, he got to this team. Before he's but not now, that guy. But now Kevin Love's doing that. Kevin Love he is statistically and like 
beyond like metrically is uh-huh. doing great things for this team. He is averaging twenty points a game. You think he'll continue he that into the playoffs? I absolutely do. But I think their problem isn't that. Chris Bosh still got his. Okay. Like Dwayne Wade still got his. LeBron still got his. They still had Chalmers mm-hmm. dribbling the ball off the court, jump dumping the ball off every once in a while. And I feel like right now you have a situation where you don't have a real point guard guiding the offense every once in a while. And you don't have people taking a shot in the most advantageous advantageous place. No. So LeBron's taking threes from thirty foot. Listen, he, he's doing it good this year. He no, he did, did it horrible uh, last year. Last night he took a he took a three from thirty at a point where they only needed two points and they lost the game because yeah, of it. But that's being done because you have someone like Kyrie who's driving to the middle of the court trying to get points. Uh-huh. So LeBron lives on the edge every once in a while. And I just think you're dealing with an offense that needs to figure out who's going to be the ball handler and whoever that person is Bonafide needs roles. to physically pass the ball to someone else to mm-hmm. score. And LeBron's like, I'm the only person that can do it, but I don't trust anyone other than Kyrie and Kevin Love to score. Correct. So I need two other people. Yeah. Like, you give me two other people that can score the ball. And they don't have it. I don't think you depend on Love at this point to hit a shot. I think you would. I think this season you would. You He's a so? different player this year. He's a different player this year. I haven't seen it. He's been hitting shots. I haven't shots, seen his ability to hit a shot. But I'll tell you this. They are so top-heavy out, th- out of those three. Kyle yeah. Korver's on the team. Yes, that's good. But Kyle Korver isn't creating his own points. He is a spot-and-shot three-guy in the corner. I'm going to ask you. We got we limited on time here. Um, predictions right now. We're, we're just before the All-Star break. You got the Cavs in the finals? Yeah. I, there's no one that's going to – I don't think Toronto – unless Toronto makes a big trade or the Celtics makes a big trade, I don't I don't think there's anyone to stop them. They don't have the There's no it. one that's going to stop okay, them. Okay, Western Conference, we probably can't call yep. it. I'll tell you this. Sneakedly – and that's not a word. No, that is that is a word. It might be a word. <laughs> the Spurs <laughs> look really Sneakily. good. The Spurs look crazy good. And I'm so scared hey. of Patty Mills – and Some, somehow, those three-point shooters. Somehow in hell, this amazing team is flying under the radar. The same they did last they year. They are balling. Yeah. And they have a team. They they may have lost um, they have Duncan. A, they have a quiet LeBron, which they is Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is an assassin if I've ever seen one. Yep. That kid can ball. If he didn't have straight backs, more people would look up to him. I, I swear to God. If he cut How the braids, they, more people would look up to him. That's what I'm talking about. If he had him straight oh. backs. He, if... if Somehow, how is this team? Is it because they're in San Antonio? I don't know. I live in Florida, but this team can ball, and they might could beat the Warriors. I we'll see. I'm yep. interested to see. They just recently beat the Cavs. Um, the Spurs did. They did. They did. And With a lot of people. The, what's funny is they set all. I think they're of their top six or top seven scorers. They yeah. set six of them, and they beat a team. They only played with Kawhi and Aldridge that yeah. game. And a bunch no, they, they, only Aldridge. Kawhi set. No, Kawhi played that game. They did? Okay. The, against the Cavs? Yeah, yeah. He no, no, not the Cavs. Not the Cavs. I was talking about a different game. They played, oh. uh, I think they played the the Wizards. Or they played someone. They don't have the to East rest Coast. Kawhi, though. He's, he's young. He yeah. can he can play uh, but all 82. Anyways, I, I think the Warriors make it because I think that. The I don't, East is I don't I don't think KD and. Dude, I, the listen, East is I'm whack. a huge. I'm a, I, like, I like Steph Curry. I like his wife more, but I like <laughs> Steph Curry. But I will say this. I I see a difference in his eyes. I see a difference in the way he carries himself. I see a difference in the shot selection, what uh-huh. he's pulling up for. I don't think he's the same. You think he should? I I do. I think I think a team 
pushing the shit out of him and it not being easy and him losing the way he did change something for him and his dynamic. Huh. So, but I will say this, they will get out of the Western conference finals because clay Thompson and Kevin Durant aren't letting that happen. Excuse me. I, I think, I think clay Thompson's that guy that will punch you in the face and just see what happens. <laughs> I don't think Steph Curry's that guy. I think Steph Curry's that guy that worries about his money. There's like, yeah. I got too much to lose. Yeah. He got a lot to lose. And you know what? Clay Thompson's been walking around with that goatee for, Two years, he ain't got a lot to lose. He's like, you know what, man? I've been taking these L's on social media he's, for rocking no, this goatee. He's no Matt Barnes. So I'm, I'm going to do this. There's nobody more in the league. And somebody, check, hit me up if I'm wrong. If you don't believe that Matt Barnes will do what needs to be done. I know we're not talking about him. But that guy, since he's been a Laker, I, I just look at him and go, man, that, that guy might kill somebody. I don't know why. It's something about the way he looks. I believe he'll do it. Yeah, that's how that's how Zaza Pachulia just walked around for the Warriors, though. He's true. Freaking elbowing people and standing over people. I, so if you have you have the Cavs <laughs> and the Warriors did, as well. He did stand over. Yeah, at Westbrook. It, yeah, he checked him. I'm like, who? Where does this come from? Yeah, but how about how he's about, like, you paying me? I'm making it this whole season. You ain't trading. How about me. Westbrook's quiet threat? I think that would have scared me more than anything. Oh, it it's gonna get handled. That yeah. Is when somebody comes back like that, I not, got the MJ logo. Someone will kill him. Oh, something, something's gonna happen to him. He'll, it'll get back. I don't know what it is, but I believe Westbrook. So, um, if, if you have, I do like have me, the Cavs out of the East. Who do you think wins in the in the final? Then Golden State, Cavs. I don't have Golden State in the West. I, I don't. They're gonna have to prove to me that they could beat the Spurs. Okay. Last year they got lucky. Didn't Spurs lose earlier? They or something? lost before. Yeah. Yeah, they they lucked up. Um. If it happens to be Cavs, um, Cavs, Golden State, I like the Cavs. I like Golden State to win. I like mm-hmm. Golden State to get it this time. Um, I don't believe Love. I don't believe him. I wanted him to be a Laker at one point before he went to Cleveland. He, like you said, he was underweight. He's he mentally seems checked out. He doesn't seem to have the ability to play on this team with all these big personalities. I think during the playoffs, he'll fade back again. Whatever you're seeing this season, I haven't seen it. I just don't believe him. Kyrie is still Kyrie. I think LeBron's still LeBron, but I think that extra addition to Kevin Durant is just too much. They barely beat them last time. I don't think they'll make the same mistake this time. No, I, don't, I, I don't think... Um, what's his name? Donkey? Um, <laughs> Draymond Green? Draymond Green. I don't think Draymond donkey. Green. Yeah, he looks like Donkey for sure. Um, I don't think he's going to make that same mistake and be suspended for Game Five. No, I don't think. No, at all the things that happened last year happen again. I don't think. I will say this. What's though. crazy is both both years of these finals have had things where you could say this happened outside of the court that made the other team win. Yeah. So both people being injured, Kyrie and Kevin Love. That was what. That I was. Hope, whack. I hope everybody's healthy. And then this year you have Draymond Green getting suspended in the closeout game. Yeah. So this this third game is the tiebreaker. Yep. Of this third, if this is the case, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I like I like Golden State. I'm gonna you, you pick Golden State. If they, can make I'm it going to, the to say this right now. I'm not hedging whatsoever. I'm picking the Cavs, and I am picking them because I'm calling out Kevin Durant. Okay. And it is because I have seen Kevin Durant he is lose to LeBron James <laughs> in a finals as a Miami Heat fan. I'm a diehard Miami uh-huh. Heat fan. That is my team. As a Miami Heat fan, I've seen him lose, and I've seen someone literally take his soul. I have seen him lose in the Christmas game now to LeBron, uh-huh. where Kyrie hits the shot. I want to see him take this. Well, the thing about because, KD, but, because in this scenario, he doesn't have now, to be the leader now. Well, no, but for years, it's LeBron and then KD. Like, uh-huh. the best players in the world 
like not statistics, not anything. No, like no. step him on a court one on one. It's those yeah. two. It's those two. And LeBron has been sunning KD for years now because I, he I, can. I think it'll continue. So I Even I'm going finals, to pick the Cavs. I'm going to pick the Cavs, and I want Kevin Durant to prove me wrong. Yeah. I want him to. I want him to Bro. take a series from LeBron because it should happen. They have to guard Someone each other. Someone has to beat the Patriots. Retarded <laughs> ass Eli Manning has to beat the Patriots. Kevin Durant. I really do think you're Eli six foot ten on Tinder, but seven foot tall in real life. Ass needs to come after LeBron and beat him. He I don't have an enemy. Do too nice. I don't. I, I don't think that He's anymore. Too nice. I don't. You know what I'll tell you? I this? bet you take if a you girl and Russell I bet, I bet Westbrook's you soul. Friend. You put Russell Westbrook's soul in oh, Kevin Durant. Beast. They would have won the final. Beast. I, bro, I think Kevin Durant's nice enough for you to take his girl and still be his friend. Test. Ooh. <laughs> oh, 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 that's, that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. And then I invite him to house parties at you and your new Ooh. girl's house. <laughs> I don't know anyone that's done In that. any case, I, we call it here. It's Masters of Banter, episode 21. We're way over time. Uh, remember, Gasparilla this week, we'll be doing a recap for y'all next mm-hmm. week. We'll be doing a Super Bowl talk with our man Carrie, featured yep. uh, next week. Yep. And anything else I can't think of? Nope. We'll be talking about the Super Bowl, Atlanta Falcons versus the Patriots, uh-huh. or as I like to call them, the guys the Bucks blew out but somehow <laughs> made it to the Super Bowl, and I, the Patriots. I look at that as a benefit. <laughs> I, I feel like that means we should be in the Super Bowl. But anyway, I don't Anyway, guess. we'll have Kerry as our guest, and then we're going to be getting Angry Amish Warrior back here in a few weeks to discuss some TV yes. shows once Mike catches up, yes. and we will continue our banter then. Stick with us, people. Uh, as JM likes to say... Like, listen, follow the vision. Like, listen, follow the vision. Yeah, it's I got the it catchphrase. Right. I got it right. Blah, blah, blah. Shift the Vision Media. Remember, hit us up at shiftthevisionmedia.com on all the social medias. You can find us. And uh, this will be episode 21, Masters of Banter. I'm Mike Lake. I am John Michael Espina. We'll be Thank back you. next week.